Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast, where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. jump right into this this week's bible topic study is on what does the bible say about following your heart was one of the questions i saw on there this is a good one yeah it is it is i don't have a lot of scripture although there is a lot that has to say about this so i won't go over all of it because it's at this at some point it just starts repeating itself i mean even though it's in different locations mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, we will jump into this. This is a really good one. So um, I'm going to start off with a scripture. Uh, we're going to have a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament. So I'm going to start off with one particular scripture in Proverbs. So in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it tells us there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And um, I bring that up because it's going to lead into a lot of what we're talking about and what this topic is about, asking about following your heart by saying right there that there is a way that seems right to a man. uh, But it's but it's actually leading to death. This is actually, uh, as we'll see here in a little bit, a person following their heart. Questions or comments on this so far? All right. Be one second here and check something. Okay, so let's go look dig a little bit deeper into this. So Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it or who can understand it? So here Jeremiah is telling us in Jeremiah, uh, we're being told about our heart, the heart situation. And that it is deceitful above all things. Not only is it deceitful above all things, but it's desperately wicked or incurable or desperately sick. Uh, so in saying this, this is this is telling us that no one can deceive you better than your own heart. Your own heart is the best at deceiving you. And if you go back, this one scripture going back where it says uh, Proverbs 14, 12, it says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. This is it's just so interesting the way it says this because it seems like it's actually the right thing to do, but yet it's leading into destruction. And that's exactly what's happening right here. Is it if you're it says our heart is deceitful above all things, it's desperately wicked or incurable or desperately sick. So if it's deceitful and it's sick or it's desperately wicked, it's always trying to deceive us to do the wrong thing, just like in that first verse or, or proverbs we're reading uh where it says there is a way that seems right to a man but it's in is the way to death doing the wrong things as the heart has deceived us into doing is actually leading us onto death is leading us into destruction questions or comments on this so far yes i do why why is our heart deceitful uh, I, I don't know. I, I, excuse me. 
That's a good question. And apparently it choked me up. So I, I would say that uh, it's, it stems from the fall of man. So whenever we uh, ate of that fruit, then uh, we gained that knowledge of evil. It says we, we knew good and evil, but now we know how to disobey. So we so now we know good and evil. And I think that when that entered into us, that's is became our that became our condition that we're just we're just wicked people. We just became wicked people at that point. What you got, Alexis? So if we hadn't if we hadn't eaten the fruit, right, do you think our lives would have been different? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, we would have lived forever. Uh, we would have lived. Uh, it, it wouldn't. We wouldn't have the disease and all the other things. We wouldn't have death. Death wouldn't have been here. But uh, it was all planned. I believe 100%. This was all planned that this was going to take place uh, because before before anything existed, this was all planned out. It says all the works of God were completed within those seven days of creation, and so. Everything that he was ever going to do was done. Then time is just catching up with it in some strange way. So all of this stuff was supposed to happen. It was going to happen, and uh, and that's where we're at at this point. So God, so uh, uh, we were never not going to eat that fruit. I believe. I think that it was just going to happen because His plan was going to take place, no matter what. But you're right. If we had not eaten it, then that's what he says. What would happen? In fact, he he goes on to say, after Adam ate it, ate the fruit, he says, if he reaches out his hand and eats from the tree of life, uh, then he'll live forever. And so, uh, and, and he kicks him out, of course. But uh, but he does make that statement that if he was actually eat from the tree of life, he'll live forever in that state, in this wicked state. Great comments on that and questions. So again, the question for this topic, or at least the topic is, what does the Bible say about following your heart? So we get into this a little bit more. So we're going to, again, in the Old Testament, so we go to Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 19 through 21. Before I go into that, G, what you got for us? Hmm. Does the word ever say that we can trust, I mean, listen to what our heart is telling us <clears throat> to do? Because I, you know, I'm so big on believing that the entire world is just basically going to try to pull us far further and further away of what, you know, from what the Bible says. So the saying, follow your heart or do what your heart is telling you to do. Um, do you think that type of talk is of the devil? Uh, I, I, I would honestly, um, at this point, I would say it is uh, not saying that people are doing it maliciously, uh, but yeah, it's it, it's counter to what I see scripture teaching us that we don't do that. We do not do that. What you got, G? Right, because remember, I remember we did the Bible study that said don't make promises. Making promises and all these other things are I think he said that is of the evil one when we basically talk about a saying that we can do things without really full control. Sounds like is this another way of saying like when we um listen to our heart are we basically just disobeying god yeah because your heart is not going to be following god you can command your heart to do that we'll look into that later i don't have it here but you can actually have your heart molded to command it to actually follow it but you still got to rule over it you, uh, you still have to rule over it but yes your heart according to 
uh, uh, Jeremiah, our heart is is deceitful. It, it's what it is. It, it, that's just what it is. And it's going to be that way until I guess until we're out of this flesh and we're given a new and we give a new body. This is what we war against. So when it says we we uh, we war against the flesh or the, uh, the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit lust against the flesh. That's what it's talking about. Your own heart is deceiving you, wanting you to do the wrong thing and making it sound like it's right. It's making it sound like it's the right thing to do. That's the key point right there is that it doesn't, it's not so evident. It's not like it's something like, oh, I know that that's what, you know, I can tell my heart's deceiving me. You can't. It just, it's it's that good. Like it, no other person is better. Not even the devil is better than deceiving you. Your own heart does better than, than anyone else. And uh, I was joking with some earlier today talking about this very thing. And uh, to give an example, like say you may have somebody, uh, give me an example of how the heart is deceiving, I guess, is deceitful, is that you may have, uh, see yourself in a picture or something, you know, and uh, and if this isn't you, then this isn't you, but you heard somebody say this. And they may say, man, I look big in that picture. And, but everybody else is like, no, that's you. Like literally that's accurate. This is a very accurate picture. This is what you look like. But when that person looks in the mirror, they don't see that. Their heart is deceiving them. Their heart is deceiving them. They're just getting more and more unhealthy. And the truth is, they don't see it. But they get a picture of them and say, like, wow, like, wow, why is, you know, this picture just makes me look big. But no, that's the way we look. That's it. That's how we look right there. Questions or comments on that? What you got, G? You know, I've. I can say for myself, if I'm being honest, I found I found myself in so many relationships because I felt like my heart was telling me to do it. <laughs> so now just looking at it to see like, man, how many times were we not supposed to do something, but only because I followed my heart, I found myself in a situation that I, I should not have myself in. So I can understand this because it's not like I'm saying God is telling me to do this. I'm saying that my heart is telling me to do something. So is it almost worshiping? Are we worshiping ourselves when we follow what our heart is telling us to do versus what God commands us to do? Well, in that sense, yes. If we're saying, if we're just straight up just going against the word of God, then yeah, we made idols of our own selves. Hey, welcome, Eric. Well, I'm not, <clears throat> well, I'm not saying like I'm going against God. I'm saying in general, let's say I just follow my heart instead of going to God. Um, like, I'm like, well, you know what? Versus going to God, I feel like my heart is telling me to do this. If I think it says basically the person that you're, 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 you're putting the center of your heart is who you're worshiping. Like, is that considered worship? If you're basically saying whatever my, my heart, my gut feeling is telling me to do, I'm going to do versus what God words is telling me to do. I don't, I don't know if it's that simple, that, that, that cut and dry on that because i don't want to sit here and say that absolutely this is exactly what happens with this person though that may be the case with certain people i don't want to make it seem like that's the case with every single person that's like that it could just be straight up deception they they just they they're doing it because they think that that's what god wants them to do and truthfully it's actually their, their own heart deceiving them to do the exact opposite hey eric uh you've coming in it's uh the title or the topic is what what does the Bible say about following your heart? Okay, so, cool. How y'all doing? My bad. I was wonderful. trying to figure out my microphone. 
Nah, you good, man. So, um, and now I'm gonna go to we're gonna go to Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 19 through 21. It says, When someone hears the words of this oath, he may consider himself exempt, thinking, I will have peace, even though I follow my own stubborn heart. This will lead to the destruction of the well-watered land as well as the dry land. The Lord will not be willing to forgive him. Instead, his anger and jealousy will burn against that person, and every curse written in this scroll will descend on him. The Lord will blot out his name under heaven and single him out for harm from all the tribes of Israel, according to all the curses of the covenant written in this book of the law. So in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 19 to 21, 1921 is telling us that this that a particular person may hear is the words of this oath and it may it says here it says he may consider himself exempt or some translation says he may invoke a blessing on himself by saying that he's going to have peace even though i follow my own stubborn heart so i'm not about to i don't care what those threats say within the words of this oath it ain't gonna happen to me i'm gonna do what i'm supposed to do and that is that hits closer to home than we think uh when, when it comes to um like we will say you know well I, i'm not religious i'm I'm spiritual you know i don't i don't like all the rules uh that's what this is saying we're following our own stubborn heart you know i believe in god but i ain't about to do every all these things that you know people say you're supposed to do in the bible no i'm not god knows my heart and so we'll say that and that is not a smart thing to do it, uh there's warnings for a reason but your our own heart is telling us I'm exempt from this. This stuff that he says is going to happen to people that do these things is not going to happen to me. Questions or comments on this so far? All right, y'all took that like a champ. Oh, what you got, Fabian? That, um, for some reason, that first sentence is sticking out to me. And he says he may consider himself exempt thinking it just to me, it feels like whatever your heart is telling you to do, or let's go do this, it it'll be all right. It seems like there's your out right there, because if you have time to think, you have time to make the different decision. Does that make boy, Fabian? I missed this calling as a preacher. <laughs> no, boy, <laughs> that, that was good. Run that, that back really good. Say that again, Fabian, please. People in the back. No, man, just uh, that first sentence says he may consider himself exempt thinking. And I just don't know how many times, you know, we before we go and do wrong or something like that, we had to drive to get there. It's time to think then before you knock on that door, before you go to that place or tomorrow at five. It just you got time to make the right decision. You got time to think about it. it just kind of stood out to me. That's all. Man, that's a good comment. I like that. Even though it hurt my soul just a little bit. My bad. <laughs> you good, man. So, uh, yeah, that's actually a really good comment. Hey, what you got, G? You know, I, through my experience with, you know, different people, I have found myself running into, even myself, uh, at times thinking that, you know what, I can just basically do what I want to do in this circumstance and I'll be okay. Or I know God's word is telling me to do this, but we'll be okay. Uh, I've seen people in relationships say, I know God's word says this, but my heart is telling me that I need to go do this and I'll be okay. Is this scripture right here showing that that's a foolish way to think? 
so and i see you, eric too uh uh i would say it is in a sense to where uh if i understood you correctly um well for one and I, i've talked about i've talked about this before you have wisdom and you have experience and both are good both wisdom and experience is good experience is going through whatever tragedy you had to go through whatever mess up situation that you had to go through getting the scars from it and then learning i'll not do that again i'll never do that again wisdom is the person that watched you go through it and said i ain't doing that because i saw what happened to him so that's wisdom so foolishness is to see all the bad stuff the, the all the warnings that are sitting there and say you know what i'm exempt from this it ain't gonna happen to me which uh did I, did I answer right g no it did and i guess that to be more clear it's like i've I've seen circumstances where it's like it's easier for people to, like, for example, let's say doing what God has commanded us to do in a situation causes us to be in pain. But if we were to follow our heart, we find ourselves thinking, oh, I can escape from the situation and I don't have to deal with it. Um, is that considered foolish still or is that like it's it's reasonable, but it's still wrong? it's still foolish in that if the the scripture is teaching you to go a different route then it's foolish not to go that route it's just that's just foolishness no matter how good it sounds to any person that you're going the opposite direction it is it's still in god's eyes would be considered foolish because you went against his counsel that makes sense yeah it does because then of course uh like divorce i've seen people say i'm just going to get a divorce because it's easier for me to do it under no grounds just just wanting to do it and I know we 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 all know God's word. Um, and it's like almost we'll get a divorce. They're following what their heart is telling them to do, but it's against what God is telling us to do. Of course, if it's now on the grounds of adultery and you know, and all those other things, just because they say they don't feel loved and they just want to leave. And I'm like, is I guess the whole world will always say, like, oh man, do what your heart is telling you to do. So they're not gonna find they don't view like doing these little acts to them, little acts as bad because it's it doesn't feel wrong it feels right to them but when you read god's word he's like but that's the opposite of what i'm telling you to do amen that's true it's a strong word you're right what you got for us eric you meet it you muted oh there you go hey my bad yep i i just unmuted my bad uh oh try to take my hand back down okay there you go yeah, I think um, one thing that stood out to me, and I've been so guilty of this, and I think his name was Fabian, uh, talked about this just recently, but the scripture that stood out to me is, yeah, he'll always provide a way of escape. And I'll never forget, and this is, and forgive me for being graphic, um, one time I was getting ready to do something I wasn't supposed to do. Man of God, Lord, Lord, lead the campus ministry, everything. And it was a young lady, that we were getting ready to do some stuff we weren't supposed to do. And God provided a way of escape. And the weirdest thing happened, which I don't even want to say right now, but he provided that way. But I still made the conscious decision. This is going back to what my man was saying. Uh, you know what? I'm still going to do wrong. And that was a choice. And I think what a lot of, and I'm going to say some believers who are like almost on the verge of being mature, They'll say, well, you know what? The grace of God is on me. Yeah, he'll forgive me. And he will. Don't get me wrong. He will definitely forgive you. 
But I think the the issue is we forget sometimes that, hey, even though he'll forgive you, there's still a consequence. And I think Deuteronomy 29 is talking about just that, that consequence of, hey, you go out and do whatever you want to do. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, but it's going to be a consequence to your actions. But I just thought that that kind of just stood out to me in reference to that. And to piggyback off of what G was saying, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been through a divorce um, unwanted. I'll be the first to tell you that. Yeah, I didn't want it. But yeah, my ex-wife, she wanted to be single again. And that was her mindset. It was her mindset of, hey, you know, even though I know it's wrong, I'm still going to do it because, you know, what, I'm just unhappy. And, and I think she was looking at more so of herself versus, you know, letting God come in and, and fix the situation, which he could have, he would have but it was too much self in it. Anyway, I just thought that kind of stood out to me a little bit. Hey man, Eric, thank you for, for sharing that and being vulnerable, man. Uh, but you, I mean, the word of God is, 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 is true and, and, and scripture cannot be broken. So if it said, if he says we're giving it out, we are giving it out every single time. You're right. What you got G? I guess more or less from your perspective, I, I like to hear, you know, I love the wisdom that you give um, or in, in the everyone inside this uh, in Bible no, topic Tuesday. If you feel like you have a, a better way of saying it or answering it, if you come across someone who says, I would rather do the thing that doesn't hurt versus doing the thing that does hurt in terms of this, more or less, let's say follow it, because we all know as we dig deep into these Bible studies and topic Tuesdays. The life of a believer has never been promised to be easy. In no scripture, we come across God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit saying or any of the disciples saying, you know, life for a believer is actually going to be more glamorous than, a, you know, someone of this world. We always read the opposite of that. So when a person says, you know what, I know God's word is telling me to do this, but it it's too much, it's too pain, too much pain associated with being obedient. So I'll rather go do the thing that will uh alleviate the pressure of having to follow god's word what i guess wisdom uh or words of encouragement would you say to that person well don't get me wrong sometimes people are, are just set on what they're what they're about to do uh but we'll definitely want to uh speak with them and i don't know if there's anything that would just make them turn away from what they're trying to do. But of course you want to compel them not to do it. Compel is an interesting word because it can also be me. It also mean threaten in a sense. Uh, you, so that is the issue that Job had. So when the, 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 his three friends could not refute him, the fourth that was able to refute him told him that he said, you seem to prefer wickedness or iniquity as opposed to affliction. So the hurt that you're receiving right now from God, you you seem to prefer that to, uh, that it'd be better if you were just one of the wicked and not have to deal with this kind of stuff. And so, uh, it's just better to uh, to warn a person that that uh, it that we are we are being made and molded for a kingdom. The kingdom is not being molded to us. We're being molded to become citizens of that kingdom. And it's dangerous to say. 
you know, I'm just not, I don't want to just do this. I, I'm, I'm tired of doing this. There are times of refreshing, like people need to be refreshed. There are times when people get tired and they, you know, they just like, you know, we're all humans. And then that's when other people, sometimes people unexpectedly step up and, uh, and refresh your, and refresh you, refresh your spirit. And all of a sudden now you're back to where you're at. And you don't even know how you ended up where you were at. That happened with uh, Paul when he was in prison. And they were sending people to him. And he said, man, thank you for sending him to me. He, he has refreshed me. He's sitting there right in prison. So I can only imagine with him sitting in prison for the sake of the gospel, how he can feel at times. And so, uh, and so he might have been getting down at some point. But he says, when these people came and visited me, I was refreshed by that. So I appreciate that. And so sometimes that's what people need. And if they say something like that, then that may be code for that. Like, I need some refreshing at this point. I need someone to remind me what is the reason for all of this. And so it may be just that. And that's and at the end of the day, you know, a person's going to do what they're going to do. But as best as we can, we want to get in the way of them uh, uh, of doing wrong. If it's a brother, if it's if it's a fellow believer. I don't know if that if that answered or not. No, it absolutely did. Um, I just wanted to make sure I had, like, you know, at least some guidance on it because I hate feeling like I'm uh, standing in the way of someone's choice. Um, because God doesn't do that to us; He allows us to make us own decisions. But at the same time, I do want to be able to encourage. Hey, don't avoid, like you said, that we're being molded for. He's, you know, we're being molded for the kingdom. The kingdom's not being molded for us. So don't run away from this the process uh, because i feel like it's easy once you do it once you're going to do it twice it's going and then it's going to become a, a pattern it's going to become a lifestyle of well i didn't have to do it once so now i don't have to do it in this situation um stick it out and i'm not going to say it's going to get easier because that's not what i read i read but i do think that you become more um obedient and understanding that it's not meant to hurt you or harm you, but to prosper you. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Good comments on that. All right. We'll move to the next one here. Still in the Old Testament, going back to Jeremiah. So Jeremiah ch chapter 16, verses 10 through 12 says, when you tell these people all these things, they will ask you, why has the Lord pronounced all this great disaster against us? What is our guilt? What is the sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? Then you are to answer them. It is because your fathers have forsaken me, declares the Lord, and followed other gods and served and worshiped them. They abandoned me and did not keep my instruction. And you have done more evil than your fathers. See how each of you follows the stubbornness of his evil heart instead of obeying me. So again, we have an instance of a person following their heart. This is how God sees it. He says the person is following the stubbornness of his evil heart. And uh, it's just interesting that that's the way God sees it. He sees our hearts as evil. Jesus at some point calls us, <laughs> us out, just straight up calls us evil. Jesus himself says it. Uh, he says, how is it then you being evil know to give good gifts to your to your children he just straight up just threw that in there he says how is it that you being evil like you're evil and you know how to do good things to uh good good things for your children so uh so yes that's what's in us it is in us our hearts are are trying to deceive us all the time every moment questions or comments on this so far
All right. Let's go to this next one. So we're going to go up to the uh, New Testament, or not New Testament. Actually, got one more in Jeremiah. So Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 11 through 12 says, Now, therefore, tell the men of Judah and the residents of Jerusalem that this is what the Lord says. Behold, I am planning a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, each of you, from your evil ways and correct your ways and deeds. But they will reply, it is hopeless. We will follow our own plans and each of us will act according to the stubbornness of his evil heart. So God is interesting because he is saying, he's telling them what he's about to do. I am making a plan to do disaster against you. I'm planning this. Now, I know of a few really good planners. But can as good as they are, and they are great. I can't imagine what it's like for God to be planning something. And so he's planning to do this disaster against these this people. But he warns them. He says, turn from your evil ways and correct them. You do that, and then you're good. But the people will reply, if we do that, that's just in vain. It don't matter. It, 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 you ain't going to do nothing. We're going to continue to do what we do. That's basically the way they answer. It's in vain. It's hopeless if we do that. There, it literally does nothing. If we do everything that you say that we're supposed to do, it does nothing for us. That also rings home. Uh, it rings true for what happens now in today's society and to those who believe but don't want to follow those rules, those commands that God has given us. They they feel the same way inside. Like it doesn't matter. I know. I know. I can. You know. We can show it to them. I know it says that this thing's gonna happen, but it ain't gonna happen to me. Like it, like you you doing all this stuff. You 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 stand away from all this stuff. That ain't gonna do nothing for you. We I'm gonna get in the same heaven you getting in. Uh, that's what this is. That's what's happening here. Questions or comments on this? G. We can't hear you, G, if you're talking. I forgot this mic actually has two mutes. But I remember overhearing someone basically say, right now I'm not going to do what God is telling me to do in this circumstance, but the next time I'm in this situation, then I'll follow God. Um, or I'll just go ahead and like not do it God's way here. But if I'm if I'm represented with this op with this opportunity again, then I'll follow it. Um is it is delayed obedience still saying disobedience? Because if you, because I think I think it was a scripture that God knows what you know, so it's like you can't sit there and act like you did not know what to do the first time. So what happens in that situation when you know you should have done it, but you're just trying to wait it out to do it later on in life? Well, if I understand you correctly, so delayed obedience is. You have an opportunity to do something. You're not going to do it. And then later on, you do it. Uh, now, on the other flip hand, uh, yeah, so delayed obedience, even though it's wrong, it's still obedient. You're still being obedient, right? Even though it's delayed. And you may, there may be some correction with that. But on the flip side, if you're talking about if someone sins and says, you know what? I'm going to sin this time, but next time I won't sin, then that's different that that is that is different because for one they, they they are very much deceiving themselves and thinking that it's just going to be one time 
is 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 more than likely going to continue and lead to something else. And not only is it it leading something else in their lives, it's probably affecting others also. The destruction is falling on other people also. Does that answer the question? Yes. All right, good question on that. Well, we're about to jump into the New Testament here. So this is the last one I have actually prepared for this anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's coming from Mark chapter 7, verses 20 through 23. And it says, he continued, what comes out of a man, that is what defiles him. For from within the hearts of men come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, debauchery, envy, slander, arrogance, and foolishness. All these evils come from within, and these are what defile a man. So Jesus tells us, this is Jesus speaking, he is telling us that it's not what a person eats that defiles them. That's what this is actually coming from. It's not what a person eats that defiles them. It's what comes out of a man. And so what's these words and all these things, these actions are actually coming from within, from our heart. So our heart is actually what houses all these evil things, uh, the thoughts themselves, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, debauchery, envy, slander, arrogance, and foolishness. He says all this comes from the heart of men. Questions or comments on this so far? All right. That's it for this one, uh, for this topic about what does the Bible say about following your heart? We're actually told in a certain scripture that we shouldn't lean on our own understanding, that uh, we just we just rely on God. This is this is part of what faith is, is uh, we, we, we we're going off of what God says, not off of what we are actually seeing in front of us. We're going off of what he says. And and, and as tough as that is, it's just smart for us to, to realize that our hearts if we think back if we really honest with ourselves and think back to some of the worst things we did for the most part at some point we realized that we thought at some point it was that it, it was it was worth doing it, you know but that was actually our own heart deceiving us telling us yes this you should do this but remember what your heart is trying to do is is desperately sick it's desperately wicked it is filled with all these evils and the, the 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 messed up part is it seems right that's what the deceit part comes in it seems like it's the right thing to do but yet and still as the first scripture we read from proverbs 14 12 there is a way that seems right to a man but its end is the way to death and that's all i have on this topic open up for concerns questions comments You know, can, you, can a person ever take this scripture and try to say, well, it's not me that's wanting to do it. It's my heart. So it's not my fault. Yeah, it's your heart belongs to you. <laughs> so it, it ain't my heart. That heart belongs to you. But it is true. I mean, in a sense, Paul uh, kind of separates the two. He said uh, uh, the sin that he has done, that he does is because of his flesh. Uh, though he does not want to do it, he says because of his flesh that it, that it gets done. And so uh, 
and it's going to be like this honestly uh until until we die and, re and resurrect it is is until we until this flesh dies this is what's going to this is what we have so even though we're saved uh we still have this heart that wants to do wrong it it just wants to do all the all the wrong things you want to do is is our heart telling us you should do this this is a good idea if you do this but the difference is with us being saved is we have the spirit of god telling us no you will not do these things because god commands you not to and so they war against each other 